you make notes and outlines and characterizations and plot outlines and things like that, or do you just take off and write? I take off and write out of a sense of desperate compulsion. I always write as if uh, I'd just gotten my x-ray from the doctor on Monday, <laughs> and he'd best check with the insurance man and see whether or not the house is free and clear. I always write with a sense of desperate urgency. Now, I don't think this is necessarily a preoccupation with my own demise, Doris. I think I'm good for another 18 months at least. But I, I always write as if, gee, get it down. Mm. Now, other writers, and many fine writers, and many writers finer than I, I might add, are very craftsmanlike, meticulous uh, delvers into, into structures, scenes, costumes, autobiography or biographies of their people. They have everything seen down in note form before they begin. They also have a very good idea of the sense of if it's a play, their acts. If it's a, if it's a novel, their chapters. I don't at all. I just have a rough sense. Mm. Now I'll take you through actually a, a story for the Twilight Zone. I went to the show on the Twilight Zone about a guy who makes a bet that he can keep quiet for a whole year. Now I did not realize it at the time, but. Uh, there was a short story called The Bet, and I think a Chekhov sh short story, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, that's one where he was locked in the glass that's right. room in the yeah. men's That's club. right. Yeah. He constantly talks, and a fellow says to him, if, if you keep quiet and, and are willing to you know, uh, be under observation so we know you don't talk and not say a word for one year, I'll give you 50,000 pounds. Mm. And he says, great, because he desperately needed the money. So they put him in this glass room. Do you recall this story? Mm -hmm. And uh, he doesn't say a word. And the only and the, there are two switches to this story. Number one, the year ends, and he is let out of his glass room. And in truth, he has said not a word. But the guy who made the bet with him, despite the fact that he's a member of the club, doesn't have fifty thousand pounds. He doesn't have five pounds. Mm. And here is a guy who's remained silent for an entire year to win a bet. And the guy can't cover, can't honor his bet. I love how he uses the word switches, where the story takes a turn. And then the second switch is that our talkative one is so talkative that he really didn't believe that he could stay quiet. So he had his larynx cut, his sound, his sound uh, box. So you have the double irony there. Now, if, for example, I pose the problem to you that there is a talkative one amongst us, and, and somebody makes a bet with him that he'll remain silent, for a year. Can you fill up a story this way? What happens? Mm. Now back to Chekhov. I'm going to give you the Chekhov line now. He's mm. a sh altogether shallow, talkative, big mouth klutz who makes this bet. In the Chekhov story, he goes in and for the first time in his life has a kind of an enforced mm. serenity. There's nothing he can do because talking has always been a sort of force majeure. That's all he can do properly. He begins to read. Do you recall the story, Dora? No. And after 12 months of reading the classic literature of our time, he comes out the most well-rounded, the most beautifully thoughtful, sensitive human being who ever lived. He knows Thoreau, he knows Socrates, he knows Moses, he knows the word of God, he knows the word of the ancients and of the angels, and he becomes an altogether incredibly well-rounded man. That's the Chekhov story. Interesting. Writing. Being a writer. Just like Frank DeFord says, I was a natural, I knew it. It's a gift. This is Rod Serling's feeling about being a writer. All writers are born and right. never made. 
the talent to recreate in language the experience of life is has to be God-given. On the other hand, uh, we can sharpen the wit of a writer. We can point out style to him. Uh, we can uh, use the criteria that is age-old, 3,000 years of theater, uh, that he can utilize to make a judgment on the value of his own work. Uh, we can show him what can move people, what can move human beings. He can go to see a play of Dyer Van Frank, and that's lesson one in the long facet of the human emotion. The great Rod Serling. It's God-given, and then you just have to use it. 